0: This is Tom and Bach coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. I'm not commenting on that until I'm ready to comment on it. Jake Bokovan.
1: You watch the game. You figure it out, huh? What do you think?
0: Tom and Bach starts now. Welcome back. Hour number two of Tom and Bach. It's the lunch hour. So, naturally, you should be at Chick-fil-A for Tailgate Tuesday. Uh, you could stop by this location at 48th and 0 or the South Point location. Uh, use your Chick-fil-A app to order or scan, get rewards points, and you'll be registered to win a free tailgate meal for 15 people. Uh, the Nuggets, fresh fruit, iced tea, or lemonade in the winter will be drawn tomorrow. What are you getting today?
1: Oh, I mean, man, I haven't thought about it yet, now that you mention it. Oh, maybe maybe the chicken strips, those are always pretty good. Uh, uh, your Southwest, spicy Southwest uh, salad's always really good. I might do that one. You
0: always say something, and then you get up there, and then you just <laughs> you, you pull an audible uh, almost every time. Uh, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what the audible from Bach is today. It's not an easy decision to to make when she asks you, "What will you? What would you like to have today, sir?" And you're like, "Oh man, I, do I want the nuggets or do I want the chicken sandwich?"
1: I've seen. I've seen they've been uh, promoting the peppermint chip uh, milkshake too, so maybe Ooh. that would be worth a yeah. shot here for the holiday uh, season.
0: These are tough decisions that we have to make every Tuesday. At Chick-fil-A. Tonight, uh, college basketball. Gonzaga is number one in the entire country. They take on UCLA, number two. Um, And that'll be fun. That doesn't happen all the time, one versus two. And this will be fun to watch. I mean, UCLA was kind of uh, the Cinderella of last year's NCAA tournament. I think they played in the play-in game. Uh, I want to say they were, like, in the play-in game or right close to it and they made that run all the way to the final four right
1: yeah they, and they've got basically all those guys yeah. coming back so it's a it's a fun group of course gonzaga with with Drew Timmy and they've got their new freshmen uh that are contributing too so uh it'll be fun I mean, and gonzaga doesn't have much of a break they have duke on friday so two top 5 matches here around the around the thanksgiving um break and, and i think it's the 43rd time uh, you'll see number one versus number two in the regular season in college basketball. It almost seems like it's more often than that. It seems like it's almost every year. College basketball is crazy and, and just fun uh, that early before non-con, mm. before anybody really is paying attention because of college football Good. and all that. Uh, you know, the, all, the, all the heavyweights do battle. Uh, and, uh, and, and number one versus number two, you can't ask for much more than that. And it's in Vegas. So it's not even Vegas, a home baby. campus. It's kind of a, it kind of feels like a big deal.
0: We were talking about the latest uh, college basketball commitment for Nebraska, but she's also a, a volleyball commitment for both John Cook and for Amy Williams. Uh, her name is Maggie Mendelson, and so it got us starting about, uh, started talking about uh, the best two-way players of all time. Now, she's going to be a really good one. I mean, she's one of the top recruits in the country. I can't remember that ever happening. Uh, I mean, that somebody's that highly rated, like the second-best recruit in volleyball, the 32nd-best recruit. In basketball, she's coming in here to play both. Uh, maybe the text line can help us out, sutter Heyman text line or the Honda of Lincoln hotline. Uh, where we go right now, let's take a call. Who is it, uh, Rico? I think Tom. we do have a – Tom. Hi, Tom. My name's Tom, too. Uh, and this is Bach. What do, you, what do you have for us?
1: Hi, Tom, too. This is Tom, one. There, there, there you go. Over. <laughs> over, under. What do uh, you got? Shapiro. Used to play Husker, Ooh, volleyball, and one. basketball back in the
0: day. That's right. Uh, I remember covering, uh, covering her back in the day. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Gracia Lee Shapiro, uh who played for John, was it John Cook or Terry Pettit? I think it was John Cook. Yeah. Uh, and also played, I, or maybe I, it was Angela Beck back in that day.
1: I wasn't aware that she actually played basketball as well. And, uh, she was a star in the volleyball Well, court. she
0: didn't her entire career. I think it was like a junior or senior year decision. Oh, okay. Uh, which is often how it happens. I think Kenny uh, – w- wasn't Kenny Wilson that way? Uh, was it Kenny Wilson that, that played basketball as well? Who were some of the others that played? Uh, I know Matt Davidson, like, didn't do it until late in his career, like his yeah, senior yeah, yeah. year. Uh, and that's usually what happens with Wilson, a lot of these Thomas. guys. Like, I'm, I'm nearly graduated. I don't have many credit hours. or ways to fill my day, so I think I'll I'll go out for the basketball team or something like that. Um, Anthony Bayless uh, had decent success, played uh, for Nebraska basketball, and I think uh, also played at least briefly for the football team. Uh, And I know Strickland tried it for a couple of days, and that never fully latched on. Uh, but he could have been a really good football player.
1: How do you think that discussion is going, though? Because those seasons do somewhat run congruent to each other. Obviously, you have volleyball uh, kind of wrapping up, basketball just getting going. But uh, you think that, that she'll be on the volleyball team until the end of the season and then join the basketball team? Uh,
0: that's a good question. Yeah. That is that is a good question. I, I don't know. I, I, these are questions that have to be answered. That's right. We need to know. Uh, but I'm always interested in two-way pay- players. and uh it's it's awfully tough to pull off i mean you you always think you can do it and no matter how great you are you're you're competing with people that have specialized in that sport and that's all they're thinking about 24 7 and it sounds good to say well why you could do it if you're great at basketball and you're great at volleyball you can easily do it uh but cook demands a lot of his volleyball players i'm sure amy williams does as well uh and then you know you you pile on academics on top of that. And here's a girl who's 16 years old, and who knows where she'll be mentally and physically in two more years. Uh, she says she wants to come in. Uh, she's in the 2023 class, but now is going to the 2022 class, enrolling in Nebraska early, uh, and then maybe redshirting for a year, which is curious if you're that good. But then again, you're talking about a 16-year-old. Yeah. So, It's an interesting conversation.
1: And we've had, I'm trying to think of the the most recent ones in the baseball football type of, there was, it was it Kyrie Cooper. Kyrie Cooper did it. I thought there was a few of them that played kind of the outfield and then played receiver for Nebraska. But, uh, Neither of them really, you know, worked out Uh, either. Was it Harrison?
0: uh, What's his name? Uh, Bubba Starling is one. Bubba Starling. uh, Was going to do both. Yep. Uh, He was on the Nebraska football team. I think he was going to try to play baseball as well. And, of course, $10 million or $7.5 million from the Royals changed that decision. Uh, But I I think it was... I'm trying to think of the baseball player that ended up in the Brewers organization. Maybe yeah, Techline yeah. can I know help me out. can
1: help me out with that as well. But Kyrie Cooper is a is a good one as you stated. What if we go outside of the Nebraska realm? Who was your favorite? I always think of Julius Peppers because he was on one of my favorite North Carolina basketball teams oh, making a nice. run to the final four, but he's also just dominant on the football team. But it was it was cool because they're that basketball team also had the quarterback, Ronald Curry, who went on to be a very successful pro wide receiver. He was a quarterback in college and a point guard for the basketball team as well. So they, they were actually a, a, the rare example of like star players right. on the basketball team at a place like North Carolina right. that also played on the football team, which was good at the time. Uh, people
0: are saying on the text line, Monte Harrison, Monte uh, Harrison, uh. Monte yeah. Harrison uh, is the guy. And I don't know if he ever made it to the major leagues or not. Uh, he was in the Brewer organization. Uh, somebody else mentioned Richard Van Polgeist. Uh, I think they're thinking of Keith Newbert, but they say that he played tight end uh, and then went on to play for the Jets. I know Keith, Newbert played tight end at Nebraska and then went on to play for the Jets. I think you're thinking of Keith Newbert and not Richard Van Polgeese, but I could be wrong uh, on that one. Somebody else uh, remembers Anthony Bayless, who still lives in Lincoln. Breon Carnes played baseball. Uh, I. I was excited about Preon Carns for, for like <laughs> yeah. three minutes. Um, I think he transferred. after. Wasn't he
1: somebody's cousin or something? Yeah, I think he was. <laughs> whose cousin was he?
0: Uh, didn't he transfer some to like Northern Iowa or something? Yeah, something like a, that. Along His those lines, didn't take off. Uh, it did not take off, as most of these things usually happens. I, I just think it's it's a it's a long shot that you're Deion Sanders or Bo Jackson. Oh yeah. I mean, Deion, that, that's why you never hear it at the professional level.
1: Michael Jordan couldn't even do it, right? Yeah, Michael Jordan <laughs>
0: was terrible at it. He was the worst baseball
1: player ever. Not everybody can beat Tim uh, Tebow. Tim
0: T- <laughs> no, that's right. If more people could be Tim Tebow, uh, then you got something. Michael Jordan obviously failed miserably yeah. in his life and his career uh, <laughs> when it pertains at least to baseball. Uh, Tommy Erstad, of course, people mentioned yeah, that. Uh, Thunder Collins' cousin. Was Breon Carnes? I don't, know I don't, I don't that. think that's true. I can't true. remember whose cousin he was. He related to someone. That is true. Uh, we need to get to box tops, right? Yeah, uh, that's right. It's something we do right around this time, every single day. Box tops, what's the category?
1: All right, it's rivalry weekend in college football, so the top games of the week on rivalry weekend. All right. Let's go. All right. I'm going to start with uh, others receiving votes. Didn't quite make it into my list. There's, there's, I just love this. Weekend because I mean it, it's it's just the culmination of everything I love it's college football yep. and rivalry so uh, some um, some of the uh, games that didn't make my list so far uh, Notre Dame and Stanford Fortunately, Stanford's awful so Notre Dame probably they just won't. got beat by Cal yeah
0: Cal's bad
1: <laughs> uh, BYU USC similar thing with USC they're not very good BYU obviously in the top fifteen Kentucky Louisville's always a good rivalry uh, um, so that's a good one in to basketball yeah <laughs> those teams are interesting this uh. year too. Uh, just not top twenty-five. Interesting. Uh, Pittsburgh and Syracuse is a good rivalry. Yep. Uh, Texas A&M and LSU. Arizona, Arizona State's usually one of my favorites, yep. but Arizona's one in ten, so uh, not much interest there. Uh, Virginia and Virginia Tech is an interesting one. I think Virginia Tech will be battling for a bull. Penn State and Michigan State has lost some of its luster yep. after after Michigan State's loss last weekend. Washington and Washington State. That's the Apple Cup. Dumb. That's a pretty good one.
0: I like the Apple Cup.
1: Yeah. Arkansas and Missouri. Of course, Missouri um, just basically got, got Dan Mullen um, fired and was playing Star Wars characters there after the. That's uh, right. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, that was so, very weird. That's kind of an interesting game, I guess. Uh, Kansas State and Texas. You can get into the game in Austin for four bucks. This, this that's weekend. a rivalry game. It's not necessarily a rivalry game, but it is on rivalry weekend.
0: Okay. Um, I, I'm guessing it's already on here, so I can't wait for the
1: list. Yeah. All right. Let's start with the list. Number 10 on my list, the old Oaken Bucket, Indiana, 2-9, and nine, taking on Purdue, who is seven and 7-4, cost you $55 to get into ross Aid Stadium in West Lafayette for that one. Uh, uh, 2-30 time on FS1. Uh, this is, again, the old Oaken Bucket, and if you haven't seen that, the the winner gets to put either their the I or the P and attach it to the chain. So the chain just goes for as long as the series is gone, the winner will get the INP. In case of a tie, an IP link has to be added, and that's oh. where it started. The, the inaugural Old Oak and Bucket game ended in a 0-0 zero to zero deadlock. Uh, so they have an IP chain to start the chain there. Uh, also interesting note, when Indiana and Purdue moved to separate divisions for the 2014 season, of course that was uh, oh. the move to the east and the west for the Big Ten, uh, Indiana and Purdue are the only Interdivision rivalry protected in the current alignment.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now
0: you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the Big Ten. Of all these uh, trophy games in the Big Ten, uh, whether you're talking about a chair or a bucket or an axe, what's your favorite?
1: Oh, I told you. The Florida Rosedale between uh, Iowa and you, Minnesota. The pig. Yeah, uh, the pig it's is It's a bronze favorite.
0: pig, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh. But I, uh, I think I would uh, take the pig. Yeah.
1: Or, you know, the other ones, I got another one up here is Paul Bunyan's axe. That's a really good one. Or yeah. just Paul Bunyan in general.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was uh, Paul Bunyan's axe, and then it turned
1: out to be his axe. <laughs> yeah, I Paul, thought it was a different part of his body. One, Paul Bunyan's <laughs> axe. Yeah. A different, yeah. Uh, number nine on my list. How about the Civil War? Oh, I, I guess I can't call it that anymore. Uh, but Oregon State at number 11, Oregon. two thirty on ESPN. Tickets as low as $67 to get into that one. Oregon State. Uh, for as much as that fan base can get as excited, is pretty pumped about their year. They're already they're already bowl eligible. Of course, it would have been a bigger game if Oregon didn't lose to Utah, uh, but still a chance for Oregon State to win in that rivalry. It was officially known this rivalry as the Civil War from 1929 until 2020, when both schools announced on June 20th that they would no longer refer to the game by that name because of its connection to the American Civil War. So. I guess the politics got up to the Civil yep. War. You're not supposed to call it that anymore. But anyway, Oregon State won last year, but Oregon has won 11 of the last 13. And I'll still call it the Civil War.
0: And that's where everybody from Nebraska, when they leave Nebraska, goes. So there's like six, right. there's like 16
1: guys from Nebraska on that roster. At Oregon State. And then Oregon, for a time there, was like if Nebraska was like often in recruiting battles with them, and they oh. would lose to them often <laughs> as well. <laughs> How about number eight on my list? This one is called Clean Old Fashioned Hate, one of my favorite names for rivalry games. Uh, Probably won't be a good one this year. Number one, Georgia at 11-0 is at Georgia Tech, who's 3-8. That one at 11 o'clock on ABC. Tickets as low as $75 to get into Bobby Dodd Stadium. Georgia has won 16 of the last 19, and they're favored by 35.
0: Partially because
1: Georgia Tech is coming off a 55 to nothing loss to Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, if if Notre Dame beat them 55 to nothing, Georgia will call the score like 75. If you said 75 to nothing, you have to get to 75. I bet they could. (laughs) I don't
1: know. We'll see. Georgia Tech's probably in a pretty rough spot right now. And Georgia, far and away the best team in the nation so far. Uh, Number seven on my list is. Uh, how about North Carolina at six and five? Still preseason top ten team, and because of Sam uh, Howell, like every time I see, it, uh, they've already got they always got these interesting games because uh, you know they they lose these close close games where they can upset. They upset Wake Forest a few weeks ago, Uh, but they're always a good opponent. They're at North Carolina State, who's number 24 in the nation right now. Uh, The Wolfpack favored by five and a half at eight and three going into this game. This one will be on Black Friday, along with Nebraska's game. It'll be a little later, 6 p.m. on ESPN. $63 to get into that game. It's uh a you know, North Carolina Dukes kind of the big one, obviously in college basketball. But for college football, uh, North Carolina, North Carolina State supposed to be the biggest one in North Carolina. I game. thought
0: Mac-, Mac Brown would have a much better year than they've had. Oh yeah. Uh, but I didn't anticipate North Carolina State being eight and three. They're really good this year.
1: Yeah, and I, I always we always go back to Tim Beck and John Garrison. Are right, Tim step, Beck. So. You
0: can't stop Tim Beck with one man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How about the Sunshine Showdown, Florida State and Florida this year, battling for bowl eligibility? Both the 5-6 and six entering this game. The Gators, despite letting go of their head coach Dan Mullen, are favored by 2.5. This will be at 11 o'clock on ESPN. $84 to get into that game in Gainesville. Uh, for some reason, that one's still selling out. People are still oh. interested in that one. Uh, from 1990 to 2000, every meeting featuring both these schools... Uh, we're, were both being ranked in the top 10 with one or both schools being ranked in the top five on multiple occasions. The winner of the game would go on to compete in the national championship game six of those seasons in 1993 1995 1996 1998 1999 and 2000 uh but it hasn't been close as of late only one one possession game since 2007 that being in 2014 but i figured i'd go over the old 1990 to 2000 numbers uh nebraska liked that period of time yeah and uh, the
0: winner gets to go to a ball game yeah i didn't think uh florida state had a chance but they've kind of been on a roll uh, lately, <laughs> for them, for as been, much uh, as a five and sixteen uh, can be on a roll. Well, heck, heck, I take it uh, as a Nebraska <laughs> fan to be five and six and a chance to go to a bowl
1: game. Uh, but it didn't matter for Dan Mullen; they fired him anyway. I'm jumping up on my listing. This is just for you, Tom, but, but I didn't order it perfectly here. So number four, or number five on my list, is Ole Miss at Mississippi State. This is known as the Egg Bowl. Ole Miss, of course, 9-2, and two, number eight in the nation. And Lane Kiffin's name is hot, as it could be for those big-name jobs. Maybe a return trip to USC. No, that's probably not in the workings. But LSU and, and you know some of those other schools, Florida, might be interested. Uh, Mississippi State has been on a roll themselves lately. They're favored by one, actually, in this matchup hosting the top 10 Ole Miss uh, Rebels. This one on 630 on ESPN on Thanksgiving in Starkville, Mississippi. Uh, probably the best game on Thanksgiving. The NFL doesn't offer you too much. Uh, there's uh, there's a few games that are of note but not too interesting. So this one might be the most interesting, at least for me, a college football fan. Do you think Ole Miss is in danger of losing Lane Kiffin? I think they are. Wow. Wow. Um, but it would have to – I mean, obviously Ole Miss is kind of in that spot too. Are you in the SEC? Yeah, Mike you know, Leach. Where are you, where are you jumping? I wonder if Mississippi State is. I, I think that feels
0: like a perfect spot for Mike Leach, right, oh, yeah, Mississippi yeah. State. I, I think he's – I don't think anybody – Starkfield's a weird place. Yeah, man. it's a very weird place. <laughs> uh, but they're having a good year, 7-4. and four.
1: Yes, and I love the Egg Bowl with Kiffin versus – Versus Mike Leap, so that's kind of a maybe won't get it too often. Maybe this is the last one. Uh, number four millet, how about the Iron Bowl? Number three, Alabama, 10 and 1 going into this. They're always favored by a lot. 19 and a half this week at Auburn, who is six and five. This one on two thirty on CBS. It'll cost you $129 if you want to get in there right now at Jordan Harris Stadium. This is the 14th straight game with Alabama. 14th straight Iron Bowl with Alabama being in the top ten. 12 of those times in those 14 game, Alabama has been ranked either number one or number two. That is incredible. 12 in the last 14 years, Alabama has been ranked number one or number two. I suppose that might go away this week as they're probably going to be dropping in the playoff rankings because yeah. Ohio State looked pretty good. So we'll see how that turns out. Auburn has won two of the last four, though. So maybe a chance at an upset this weekend?
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. Alabama's in uh, the championship game either way. But it would, I would like, uh, I would love for Alabama to get knocked out of the playoff this week. Yeah, that that'd, be, that'd be fun. Uh, maybe we'll get another kick six.
1: Yeah, that'd, that'd be fun. Auburn, I think, is without Bo Nix, though. So, yeah. uh, they're gonna have an uphill battle. Uh, number two, how about we visit Bedlam? Number 10, Oklahoma, at 10 and 1. They are at number seven, Oklahoma State. Also 10 and 1 is favored by, for the pokes are, 630 on ABC, uh, tickets. About 200 bucks to get in the Boone Pickens Stadiums right now. Uh, this has been a one-sided rivalry historically. Oklahoma leads the all-time series 90 to 18 to seven ties. Uh, but still, uh, could be Oklahoma State's year, and they're kind of, they're kind of you got to watch out for them too. Maybe if they get a couple wins here against Oklahoma, maybe win against Baylor in the championship game, we'll see how that sorts out. But maybe they could jump Notre Dame and potentially even Cincinnati and sneak into the playoffs.
0: Their defense is ridiculously good, Oklahoma State's. Uh, I think it's probably better for the Big Twelve to have Oklahoma State win that game and have a chance at the playoff. It feels like Oklahoma doesn't, right? Because if the winner goes to the Big Ten champ or Big Twelve championship yeah. uh, this week. Um, and then maybe play Baylor or something like that. Uh, I, I don't think Oklahoma has a chance. I do think Oklahoma State does, a mild chance. Cause that, that's a good defense.
1: Yeah, we'll see how that one turns out. Always a fun one, but the the best game is one of the best games in college football every year. The game number two, Ohio State at ten and one, are favored by eight at the Big House this weekend. Number six, Michigan, also ten and one. Eleven o'clock on Fox, of course. Again, this one in Ann Arbor, two hundred sixty three dollars to get in at this moment. Ohio State has won eight in a row in fifteen of sixteen. In that rivalry, but of course, if you're a Wolverine fan, you're thinking this is the year Michigan is positioned. Not only if they win this one, uh, but also you know can get into the playoffs if they go and take care of business in the Big Ten championship game. You Expect a close game. the 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 odds aren't too bad. Uh, only eight point favorite for Ohio State.
0: Uh yeah. I guess I'm a little surprised. Uh, minus eight, Ohio State, 11 a.m. on Fox. That's exactly what I was looking at. Is the point spread? Uh, considering you know, nineteen. We thought nineteen and a half against Michigan State was a little much. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> and they won fifty-six to seven. Uh, Michigan State or Michigan is a better team than even though Michigan State was ranked in the playoff ranking a little bit ahead of them, and they had yeah. won the head-to-head. Michigan's, I think, a really solid football team, and it's a nice compliment to Ohio State in that they're going to try to run the the ball, maybe melt the clock a little bit and keep the ball away from Ohio State. If they can do that, it might be a good game.
1: Might be interesting. Hopefully some of these robbery games are interesting uh, because, I mean, you got two top ten showdowns, Ohio State Michigan and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. But as you just mentioned, top ten sometimes does not mean that it's going to be a good game. Who
0: are you rooting for in that Ohio State-Michigan game?
1: Uh, I I mean, I I really, that's going to be tough, actually. I kind of like Michigan Because they struggled against Ohio State too much. So that would be a really good story to see Jim Harbaugh get in the playoffs. But at the same time man, I think that Ohio State team could win it all if they beat Michigan. I mean, they're basically in an Elite Eight situation. The winner of that one will move on to, you know, I guess they would move on to the Elite Eight. So you're in a Sweet Sixteen situation. The winner of this game moves on to the Elite Eight, which is the Big Ten Championship game, and then you go, of course, to the Final Four in the playoffs. I think Ohio State has a much better chance than Michigan does of winning those four games. Yeah, I agree.
0: I think their offense is dynamic, and I didn't think that when they played Nebraska. I was a little concerned about them because they were rolling and then they came into Lincoln, Nebraska, kind of Shut them down. Uh, they didn't play that all that well against Penn State either. Uh, but wow, against Michigan State, that looked like they found all four cylinders or six cylinders or how many <laughs> cylinders you want to want to say. But they, it feels like they found something, and their defense is starting to play well as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see the college football playoff. A
1: lot of people think they'll be second tonight instead of uh, Alabama. I think they will too. But I, I mean, I'm really interested in that because defense. I mean, you mentioned Michigan's. Offense and how they're going to attack, but that defense is really what leads them. Aiden Hutchinson and David Jabo, two of the best sack masters in the Big Ten, going up against can they pressure C.J. Stroud? Nebraska did a little bit and got two picks on yeah. him, two of his five picks. Michigan State didn't. Yeah, Michigan State did not. Their defense is not very good, no. and, and we've kind of known yeah. that. But uh, it, it, yeah, I mean they they've got a defense to match Ohio State's offense. Uh, so that's going to be that's definitely the game of the weekend for yeah. Them.
0: That's by far the best game. Of the weekend and maybe the best rivalry of all time. I oh, mean, yeah. So uh, it makes sense uh, that you would have that number one. Let's get to break. Uh, we're coming back with discussion time, Bach, because uh, I really want to know uh, on the text line four six four five six eight five starter Haman text line Honda Lincoln hotline. Either way, you can call us. Uh, you can text us. If Logan Smothers does have a great day, and we talked to Brian Munson, he doesn't anticipate a great game. In fact. Uh, He doesn't think the point spread flipping from three-and-a-half Nebraska in favor of one-and-a-half Iowa is enough in favor of Iowa. Um, But I think the conversation on Friday could change dramatically if we see a very effective Logan Smothers. If he leads Nebraska to a win, they look good. Um, How does that change the conversation about Nebraska's quarterback room? I want to talk about it. We'll do it. Coming up next on Tom and Bach. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch.